he is an absolute blessing to us. Jeff is our director of worship arts. He's been with us uh, a few weeks now, and it has been an incredible privilege just to hear his story, and you will get to hear his story this morning. Um, and Jeff, let me just say this to you. We so love and appreciate you being here, the gifts and the passion for worship that you bring. And I pray that your story here this morning, I know your story here this morning, is going to impact the hearts of those who are here. So can I pray for you? Yeah. Lord, thank you for this man who loves you. Lord, you have journeyed with him. Help him as we all desire, Lord, to understand the truth that you love us. Not because of the great things we have done or the great failures we have made. Lord, you love us. That doesn't change. That doesn't stop. And so thank you for this man who has found you, who loves you, and who desires to serve you. Lord, we are so blessed to have him here on our team. And I pray that as a church, we would surround him, that we would pray for him, that we would love him and bless him as one of our own, Lord, because he is your son. And he is a part of this church. And we so thank you for him. And so speak mightily through him this morning. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, man. Thanks, man. All right. How you guys doing? Oh, man. So one thing you got to get to know about me is that I like noise. How are you guys doing? Thank you. Make me feel a little bit more comfortable up here, why don't you? Goodness. So my name is Jeff, Jeff Caddo. Uh, I'm originally from Ontario. Uh, I have, oh, it's Al, that's right, that's right. Uh, and uh, I have six lovely kids uh, that you guys will one day meet and they will run amok all over this place. Uh, but until they, uh, they kind of get used to everything, then they won't be here yet, so. Um, well, I've got 15 minutes to do this, so let's crack at it. Um, so uh, when, I was a, when I was a boy, I was about four, um, my, my parents split, and, uh, and my mom ended up moving about two and a half hours away from my dad, and um, uh, she ended up uh, marrying a, uh, a pastor in the, in the Vineyard Church. Uh, do you guys know anything about the Vineyard Church? Yeah? It's wild, right? Uh, a, little, a little crazy. So if you, if you get to know me, it's my Vineyard roots that are coming out. So... Um, so we did a lot of church planting and did a lot of, uh, a lot of moving around, and, um, and my dad ended up marrying a, a not-so-nice lady, um, and uh, yeah, anyways, we'll, we'll skip over that, over that part for now, but when I was about seven, um, my mom had a word over me that I would be a worship leader in the same leagues as Brian Dirksen and David Roos, and at that time, I, they were just bringing in contemporary worship into the churches, and, and um, but also at that time, I had, I had nothing to do with music. I was a sports guy. I loved playing baseball. I played AAA. I did football. There was just no music in my, in my wheelhouse. Um, but uh, fast forward a little while, and we get to being about 13, and, uh, and I decided that I wanted to move uh, in with my dad. Um, so drastic household changes, uh, right? We're going from somebody who uh, it was... It was church. It was it was like congregational stuff. Uh, it was worship all the time, uh, every night of the week. Uh, to uh, a household where uh, God was not even close to being in the center of it. So I went from uh, from that to uh, to that, and I, I ended up being on a farm and um, and uh, kind of got a little taste for country music. But I moved there because I wanted to play football, and um, 
One of the things that I didn't say was, uh, was um, I had ingrained in me from when I was young uh, this whole thing of needing to be somebody. Uh, and, and, and it didn't matter what I did, nothing was ever good enough in terms of my, uh, my, my dad and my stepmom and, uh, and that side. And, and so, uh, so I, I've always, always had this thing of like, I need to be the best at whatever it is that I'm gonna do because I need people to love me and I needed people to want me. And so, uh, so I, I went down and I went down and played football and I got myself a scholarship to go to Laurier University and play football. Um, but then I failed uh, math, and so I lost my scholarship. And it didn't matter how hard I tried, I ended up, I ended up failing at this. And, um, and so uh, my girlfriend at the time, when I was 16, uh, we went down to uh, Canadian Idol. And um, I still wasn't singing, but my girlfriend at the time was. And so she went through and didn't make it. And I was standing there in the line. They're like, well, you're already here. Do you want to do it? So I said, sure. And I made it through. Uh, and then I went to the top 75 in, in all of Canada. And uh, needless to say, that relationship ended very fast. Um, so so I, f I found out that I was pretty good at music. Um, started touring and playing in bars when I was 17. Obviously, dr legal drinking age in Ontario is 19. So obviously, they were letting me in and they were feeding me booze. And I uh, kind of got into this thing of, of from Thursday, even when I was even when I was like living at home and doing school, I was, I was playing from Thursday to Saturday at bars all over Ontario. And, um, I, and I, I was getting pretty good at it. I, I started, uh, started getting a following. Um, I actually got signed to, to Universal uh, uh, Records for a little bit and then I got shelved. Uh, and then it turns out that I was a half decent songwriter. So I, I've, needless to say, I've had a lot of really great opportunities um, to, to do a lot of wild and crazy things like going and writing songs for bigger artists that are out on the radio and, um, and touring and being able to open up for really big people. And it was, it's been a really neat ride, except when I was uh, in, in all of this, I ended up, um, I ended up meeting my first wife. Uh, she was uh, 10 years older than me. And I met her at a bar, obviously, and she was a bartender. And we just ended up, our, our entire relationship was based off of drinking and drugs and um, you know, PG, sorry guys. Uh, but uh, but it, was, it was a mess. My life was a mess. Um, we ended up having a stillborn baby. Um, her name was Georgia. And, uh, and um, at that moment, at that moment we spun even worse, uh, out of control. And I ended up in the hospital because um, I had done a weekend of I just, well, there we go. Uh, I had done a weekend of, of binging and uh, all of my organs shut down. And I ended up in the hospital for three days and not one single person came and visited me. And at that moment, I kind of was like, whoa, what am I doing with myself? And, uh, and I ended up, um, I, my, my ex-wife and I ended up splitting. And, uh, and at that moment, um, you know, I, my, my mom, who never stopped praying, thank God for moms, uh, my mom never stopped praying, and she would always be like, Jeff, your life is meant more than what you're doing with it. And I'd be like, yeah, whatever, Mom. I'm not going to believe you today. I want to do my own thing. So fast forward a little bit more, and uh, I met my second wife, Brooke, um, and we, not long after meeting, ended up uh, starting a family. And, um, and I, I ended up 
kind of wanting to pursue more more music and um, and so one of the things that, that happened was I, I actually had a song picked up by a really big artist by the name of Aaron Prochet. Uh, and uh, the song was called Summertime, and Aaron really liked me, so he brought me out to his house in, Vin or in BC, and, uh, and I toured with him and stuff, and I said, man, how can I get to where you are? And he said, money, you need money. So I, the only way I knew how to do it was to put on a big show. And so I did, and it was a rodeo, it was in my hometown, it was awesome, uh, and then it rained. And I ended up losing $75,000. And my, uh, my wife at the time, Brooke, said, um, basically, you can't do music anymore. You're done. And uh, I ended up almost going to jail uh, because I couldn't pay anybody back. I ended up having to take out a loan from my parents, which I ended up paying back eventually. But I, uh, it, was, it was crazy. I, we ended up having to move from my hometown because we were so ashamed of, of what had happened. Uh, just that whole guilt and just, you know, uh, the people that, that I hadn't paid back were people that I'd known forever. So it wasn't like I just, you know. So I um, ended up moving down to Kitchener-Waterloo, and, uh, and we are living in just the worst area. Uh, we, I, I couldn't hold down a job. Um, I ended up selling cars for a couple of years. And, uh, and I remember crying. I'm a crier, by the way. If you ever see me up here, I'm going to be crying a little bit, but um, uh, I remember crying to my mom and saying, Mom, like, if God was going to do something with me, like, why hasn't he done anything? And she'd always be like, because you're not at the bottom. And um, uh, ultimately, I was, uh, I finally met my bottom uh, after I, I had a, my vehicle repoed. We couldn't afford uh, uh, pull-ups or diapers. We couldn't afford um, formula for, like, our new babies. And, uh, and my parents were always, always having to help us. And um, I, I had gotten a job working at Waterloo Nissan. I was selling cars. I was pretty good at it. And, uh, and a pastor came in. And he said, uh, uh, after, after about an hour of like going over his Honda, uh, the pastor comes in and, and we sit down and he goes, uh, and I, I, I was wearing long sleeves, so you couldn't tell if I was a musician or not. So he didn't know me from a hole in the ground. Well, I mean, you know, look at that, and you could be like, oh, he's a musician. Um, but uh, didn't know me from a hole in the ground, and he looks up, up at me, and he goes, Jeff, I don't know who you are, but God's telling me that you need to start writing songs for Jesus now. And I lost it. I, I broke down because I thought to myself, there's no way that this man would be able to know that that's the calling that's on my life, unless it was a God thing. Unless it was one of those things where God was just like, no, I'm going to pick my spot, I'm going to take my shot, and this is exactly what he needs to hear. And so I, I did. I gave my life to Christ right then and there, and, uh, and I just said yes, right? It was, it was, it was kind of I, I was at the bottom, and there was nothing left of me that I could hold on to. So I just held on to Christ. And, um, and so, uh, and I, man, I wish everybody had an aha God moment like that because, in my opinion, it's just like how can there be – any other explanation other than God. And so uh, it was one of those things, it was like the, you know, the reckless love. So I, I chose a bunch of songs here today that, uh, that are important to me. Uh, reckless love, I wish I wrote it. You know, that, that's my story. I was like, he could have, he, what gets me is that he still wants me after all the crap that I did. You know, I, I did a lot of bad stuff. I was a bad guy. I wasn't a nice, as much as I thought I was a nice guy, I wasn't a nice guy. 
I, I heard a lot of people, and even today I sit here and I'm, uh, I'm at church this morning, I'm talking to Tyler, and I, I don't feel like, like I'm qualified to be here. But the thing is, is that, that the cool thing about God is that he qualifies the called, right? And so here I am, and I'm doing this. And, uh, and so I, it's funny, I, I didn't realize that, that giving my life to Christ would end up uh, meaning that I'd have to go through so many more trials and tribulations. Um, but, uh, but I, you know, it's, it's, it's wild. It's um, uh, the, man, where is Hanukkah? Um, the spiritual warfare is nuts. It's nuts. I, even coming to this church here, uh, I've been here for a month, and I have had uh, two fainting spells. Uh, my, my, my house flooded this week. Uh, you know, it's just kind of like one thing after the other, and it's like the enemy just doesn't want me to be here. And it's like the same thing everywhere I go. So I started, I started working at a church in Fergus, Ontario. Uh, it was my first um, pastoring gig. And, uh, and it, was, it was wild to see God move. And I'm, I'm only going to tell you these, these little roundabout things because I feel like it's important. The, the reason why I bring up spiritual warfare is because, you know, the words that we sing, my philosophy is, is that we can take down an enemy with words. It's as simple as that. Jesus, he's gone. You put on worship, he's gone. Get out of here, right? And so the words that we sing, you know, when we're up here and we're, and we're worshiping, we're, we're giving him our all. It's amazing because it's, it's, the spiritual warfare is real. It's a, it's a real, real thing. And so uh, at this first church that I went to, uh, and that, that I was a part of, uh, we started with 50 people. And within six months, uh, we opened up the back doors because it was a church on a hill. And, uh, and I thought, well, if we open up the back doors and we just let the worship out, people will come. And so we ended up going from 50 to 250 within like six months. And it was crazy. God was working. He was doing his thing. And uh, we played Raise a Hallelujah this morning. And it's funny, I didn't choose that one. Uh, Sarah did. But looking back on why we chose it this morning, I, I was about six, seven months into my into my job, and and I thought to myself, and I was always a big believer in God can do it, right? Whatever God wants me to do, I'm going to do it no matter what because that's just he he did what he did for me. So I'm on my way to church one morning, and and uh, and he goes, Jeff, I want you to pray for uh, for a lady who has uh, cystic fibrosis, and bring her up, and I want you to sing uh, raise a hallelujah over her. And I was like, man, there's no way, because the Presbyterian Church is not like that. Um, you, you, you don't want to do that. Uh, I was already having enough backlash over that. But uh, um, so I completely forgot about it. And I got up on stage, and I was ready to, to do my thing. And I see her in the back, and she's hooked up to an oxygen tank. And I was like, oh. So I dropped my stuff, ran to the back, asked her, and she said, Jeff, I know you, I know you hear from God. If he wants to do it, let's do it. So I brought her up to the front, and I was just expecting, I said, you know, leadership team. We didn't have a pastor at the time. So I just said, leadership team, let's get up and, and pray for her. We're going to sing this song over her. Told them the whole thing. And everybody from the church got up. And then we put just hands on each other. And we prayed and, and sang over her for 15 minutes. And two weeks later, she went to her, uh, her um, specialist, and she was completely healed. And I just sit here, Right? And I just sit here and go, go. If that's not God, if if, why not here? 
you know, why not, why not be able to, to experience that here and experience that in everywhere that we go? You know, it's, uh, the next church that I went to, my best friend, his name is Pete, and he was, uh, he was a sound guy. And Pete and his wife have been trying to have babies for a long time. And they spent a lot of money on it. And I'm very proud to say that after like a year of prayer and one last try at, at the fertility stuff, they have like a year and a half old baby. And, and it's one of those things where, like, you just, uh, yeah, anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm beating around it. Sorry, buddy. Um, but it's, it's, it's absolutely wild. You know, my, my, uh, I'll share a couple more things uh, with you, and then, and then I'll sing a song. But um, uh, one thing I want to share, so my dad, uh, my dad has had, like, 14 heart attacks. Um, and for some reason, he's always just bounced back, always just kind of done his thing. He's an old farmer. Like, he literally, uh, he, he fell off of a, so he recently had a stroke, uh, and then when he, when he was recovered from the stroke, he decided that he was going to get up on a tractor, fell off the tractor, broke his foot, and, like, just, he, he would have rather just died out in the field, to be honest, like, that doing what he loved than, than have to be in a cast. But my dad had, my dad had a very serious stroke two summers ago, and I had to go home and, and, uh, and work on the farm. And I remember being in there, and they told us that he would never speak again. He would never walk again, and he would never be able to use his right arm. And so uh, I went in, and I said, I said, Dad, like, do you feel like God's kind of slowing you down a bit? And he was like, like, he couldn't communicate. He just kind of looked at me. And, uh, and my dad's a talker. Like, we're talking Tyler talking kind of <laughs> thing. And, and, uh, and so to not hear my dad speak was brutal. Uh, it was just awful. My dad, my dad's been my hero for my entire life, and uh, and so I prayed with him, and I, I just, I said, you know that 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 I believe in healing and that God can do some wild stuff, and uh, so I prayed for him, and and then I left him, and uh, and within like a day, he was uh, up using a walker, and then he was feeding himself, and then he was talking, and he said to me, he's like, I made a deal with God, that. If I could be healed, I would tell everybody about what happened. He ended up bringing four people in that in that uh, like emergency area to come to know the Lord with his time there. You know, it's and so it's uh, it's wild to me uh, to just see God's miracles that happen on a regular basis. And man, it's anyways. That's it's my story. Um, I'm I'm just I'm. I'm happy to be uh, just used. I, you know, this isn't about, I don't want to come here and, and I, like, as much as being paid is great. You know, they were always like, oh, are you sure that you're going to do this job because you've got, like, it's only 20 hours? But I love worshiping the Lord. Like, I love being able to come up here and, and, and give my heart and just say, you know, we, we do this thing called messy prayer uh, after we do this, after we do practice. And it's so that we can empty ourselves out and just bring everything to God and just lay it down and say, man, you can have it all. That's why I just sit here and I go, man, I, I, I would rather be here on a Sunday morning worshiping and giving my heart away to God over and over and over again than anywhere else. And as a church, I want, I want us to be the kind of people that, like, don't wait for God. Like, the woman with the, with the blood disorder thing, she didn't wait for Jesus to stop and start doing this thing. She was like, I'm going to reach out and touch Jesus and grab him 
because I know he can do it. All I need to do is just touch him. So as a congregation, that's how we need to be. Just don't wait for Jesus to, like, come to you or, like, keep, you know what I mean? Just keep walking to where he's going to be teaching. Reach out. She, she 100% would could have been killed, right? Like, that's just the thing. Like, I think that's the thing that we all miss. Like, back, back in those times, she could have, like, they could have literally, whoop, be gone. Because he was a teacher. Like, that, that didn't happen. And yet she was like, I'm going to risk it all for this moment. I'm going to risk it all just so I can have a, have a taste, just a touch of Jesus. Let's live our lives like that. Let's do our church like that. Anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing a song for you guys. Um, thank you. Okay, so also one thing I didn't say is uh, I'm also a country singer, so you're gonna uh, you're gonna hear a little little bit of twang in my voice. And um, so I wrote this song. It's called "It's Jesus I'll Say," and I wrote it because my dad, um, my dad uh, is super proud that I've changed my life around. And uh, and every so often he'll run into somebody from from my high school, and uh, they'll be like, "Oh, how's Jeff doing?" And then they'll be like, "Oh, like he's a he's a worship pastor." And they'll be like, "What? No way!" And uh, and yeah, he's super proud of it. And then every once in a while he'll he'll tell me. And uh, and I just thought I'd write a song about about that. So I'll be good. There's a few watering holes I used to frequent in town. The old wiser me would knock them all down. My friends say I'm different, and why have I changed? I point up to heaven, it's Jesus I'll say. There's bridges I'll burn with stray gasoline. They went up in flames, I guess so to speak. So I'll start by replacing a stone for its foundation. They'll ask why I changed, as Jesus I'll say. I'll point to the cross, to the hill where he died. The name on his lips when they pierced his side. Take them to the stone that's been rolled away. And I'll point to my heart, as Jesus I'll say. Well, there's a man in our mirror that hangs on our wall. He's taking a beating of words most of all. So today I walked past and told him that he's loved. See, I know that he's changed. It's Jesus I'll say. I'll point to the cross till the hill he died. The name on his lips when they pierced his side. Take them to the stone that's been rolled away. And I'll point to my heart as Jesus I'll say.
Point them to the cross to the hill where he died. My name on his lips when they pierced his side. Take them to the stone that's been rolled away. Yeah, I'll point to my heart. It's Jesus, I'll say. Yeah, I'll point to my heart. It's Jesus, I'll say. Thank you.